That is for those on social media, but let's now trace back the late former President Nelson Mandela's roots when it comes to boxing. As as I've mentioned, we're gearing up to celebrate his birthday tomorrow, and we have on the line his uh, grandson, Nkosi Zweli Velile Mandela. Ah, Talipunga. How are you, uh, Tabiso? I'm fine, thanks, and you, and thank you very much uh, for joining us on SAFM Sport On. I'm sure you've been inundated with calls this month as we celebrate the legacy of your granddad, but I'm not sure if you've ever been on a sports show uh, before, Talibung. Oh, no, this is a first, so it's uh, really good uh, to be on SAFM, and uh, good evening to all your listeners. Thank you. Madiba's love for boxing is well documented. When when you trace it back as a family, where do you think it comes from? Do you have any idea? Well, uh, it started uh, with uh, Madiba's uh, own uh, childhood uh, development. I mean, if you read it, Long Walk to Freedom, mm. Madiba uh, uh, defends it uh, to uh, his uh, cousin brother, Justice. Whom he was growing up with in the son of the regent. He actually articulates very well as to how uh, uh, Justice's body was carved and he had a body of an athlete. If you had asked the same question uh, to Justice, he would have uh, uh, talked of my grandfather exactly in that manner. But I think uh, their own growth and development and also going to missionary schools in Clarkbury as well as in Hilltown, eventually getting into uh, Forte. Mm. Madiba has always been a disciplinarian and has ensured that uh, he was able uh, to uphold that discipline even in his body in looking after himself. So uh, one thing that... uh, uh, comes out of boxing and in any other sport is the many uh, hours that are spent in ensuring that you train and you keep uh, uh, training to perfect your skill. Therefore, uh, my grandfather always used to uh, wake up even uh, uh, when he was released, staying with him in Horton. We would witness that at every time at four o'clock in the morning, he was up. He would exercise for about two hours until six o'clock. And he kept this going. So, at many instances, uh, when we have been naughty in the house, he would say to us, you know, in my uh, olden days, I would take you out with the left, <laughs> not even my right. <laughs> so, it would always uh, print on us that, you know, we're dealing with a boxer here. But uh, also more on a serious note that uh, my grandfather, being the disciplinarian that he was, mm. he always uh, ensured that, Training and boxing was not uh, only about uh, discipline and uh, ensuring uh, that you are able to perfect your skill, but one also ought to be able to defend themselves. First and foremost, before you can throw a punch, you should be able to receive one, but you should also be able to prevent being knocked down. So he always ensured that uh, we were able uh, uh, to defend ourselves and ensure that uh, we are able uh, to uh, face our fears. And one thing uh, about boxing is that every fighter gets into the ring and faces their fears Mm. because the other opponent is also trying to win, is also wanting to knock you down. 
So you have to face your fears and you have to be ready to take a punch and also throw a punch. But uh, uh, the interesting thing about my grandfather is that in that, this at the end of it was about fighting. You had to carry the fight to the next opponent and you had to be successful in that. So uh, his long walk to freedom, some of its strategies were actually uh, uh, emanating from his passion for boxing and his strategy in boxing. And this is what became to inform the Matiba that we all loved. Mm. And I believe even even in Robin Island, uh, actually, he says that boxing uh, kept him busy there. He did some training. And as you alluded to, it also taught him a uh, discipline. And a lot of boxing people that we speak to, especially every Wednesday, they, they say as, 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 as violent as it might look to other people, but boxing is all about uh, discipline and it's a sweet science and it's a skill. Absolutely. I mean, uh, you, you, you speak to many comrades and uh, many uh, political prisoners that found themselves on Robben Island. They would uh, tell you, especially the Rivonia trialists, would echo the sentiment that, you know, if it were not of Madiba, some of us would have never made it alive out of Robben Island. He kept to his exercising routine and encouraged a lot of us to continue looking after ourselves. So uh, in many of us, uh, we followed suit and continued to train with him. Some of us ventured to other sporting codes. Mm. Uh, Many political prisoners on Robben Island will tell you about the many games they used to have on Robben Island as prisoners. Soccer was also a most popular uh, sport on Robben Island. So they found ways of uh, 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 passing time, but also keeping the body healthy and uh, uh, good in order to resist the oppression that they were experiencing at the time. Actually, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke to the former Deputy Chief Justice Tehang Museneke, and he was the secretary of this Makana FA they formed in Robin Island. But he said that Madiba uh, did not play soccer with them because they didn't want him mixing up with the other prisoners. Was boxing his favorite sport, Chief? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. More than soccer? Uh, Madiba grew up uh, in the former uh, Transkei, in uh, uh, what used to be a British colony. Mm. So the most popular uh, sport in the Eastern Cape uh, would uh, uh, be at uh, his time, and even to date, uh, you find that uh, uh, sports like boxing, cricket, as well as rugby are still uh, uh, the main sports more than soccer. Uh, in in the Eastern Cape, so he he loved uh, uh, boxing, and it was a, a, a sport of choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would sit uh, ordinarily with him uh, uh, when there was big uh, uh, heavyweight boxing fights, and he would say, uh, "Young man, make sure you wake me up uh, when uh, the fight is about to start." <laughs> So we would uh, go and wake him up and uh, he would sit and uh, ready himself up uh, for the fight. But if the uh, fight was uh, very challenging and uh, you find in most instances then we go past uh, the fifth round and we go to the lighter uh, 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 round, uh, he would then start uh, uh, being uneasy about it. Says, you know, uh, this is uh, very intense. My nerves can't take this. You better <laughs> press me after the fight is done. 
but we as the grandchildren, we need to keep him in uh, into uh, the room and uh, watch the fight to the end. But he's always uh, uh, taken uh, the time, even in his busy schedule. Once uh, we have watched the fight, uh, he would call the winner, any heavyweight champion. Look forward from receiving a call from my grandfather congratulating him uh, in the victory. So he was always uh, making sure that uh, he really behind our very own uh, boxers in South Africa. Many of them can attest uh, having been invited by Madiba to his office or to the house for lunch and meeting them and uh, congratulating them uh, on their victories. We're actually going to speak to one of those uh, shortly, Nika Kumalo, who was also one of the ambassadors or influencers, as they call him these days, for the 1994 elections. And I think he's got a great story to tell. Talking about those fights that you used to watch with your grandfather, Nkosi Zueli Velile, who was his favorite boxer? We know that, uh, or who were some of his favorite boxers? We know his well-documented love and relationship with the great Muhammad Ali. Oh, uh, uh, there was no particular uh, uh, fighter that uh, my grandfather uh, uh, rated above all. But, uh, I mean, he always had a passion uh, for the champions. Uh, You look at uh, uh, Welcome Nita, has always uh, uh, been uh, uh, one who would speak about Vianney Bungu, uh, the Rose. Uh, as well as some international uh, uh, fighters, uh, uh, such as uh, uh, the likes of Muhammad Ali. I remember Muhammad Ali coming uh, to uh, our house, and then he asked Madiba in uh, the discussions they had been having, Madiba, in all your 27 years of incarceration, what was the uh, uh, biggest uh, thing uh, you regret as a, 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 a leader that committed himself to the struggle for liberation. And Madiba sits uh, quietly for a moment and then turns around and says uh, to Muhammad Ali, you know, if there's uh, one biggest regret uh, I have having embarked on our struggle for liberation has been that uh, I have never been able to become a heavyweight champion of the world like you. And Muhammad Ali burst out laughing because he had not expected an answer like that. He expected Madiba to uh, speak more about uh, our cause. But such was uh, Madiba's sense of humor, you know. And mm. it's who many of us as South Africans and the world over came to appreciate uh, about his humility and the manner uh, he was able to uh, make everyone comfortable around him. But uh, we've seen uh, uh, many boxers like Holyfield uh, come uh, to uh, our uh, house. And uh, um, it has been a, a, a true uh, a reflection of how Madiba enjoyed the sport and uh, how Madiba always ensured that uh, every of the fighters during his time, he was able to embrace and congratulate uh, from our very own champions here in South Africa to international fighters. And you mentioned Lennox Lewis, and we've actually got a clip of Lennox Lewis. Look, it is the nature of sport, generally, and boxing in particular, that you'll have triumphs and you'll have reverses. Legends like Joe Lewis, as you know, 
He was knocked out by Max Smalley, the German champion, in the 12th round. In the return fight, he knocked out Smalley in the very first round. People like uh, Mohammed Ali have also had a similar fate, but uh, he came back twice and won the title. And, uh, and I say to Lennox, he must not worry at all. He will come back and I know he will do, do very well. I support the best boxer, whoever it is. But uh, I know the history of boxing and I know the quality of champions or ex-champions. And uh, uh, he has a chance to regain if he trains properly and uh, he uses the advantage that he has. That left jab of his. Well, that is uh, Madiba there giving some words of comfort to Lennox Lewis. This was after Thunder in Africa in Brockburn in 2001, where one of the biggest upsets in boxing history was caused. I'm sure you remember this fight, uh, uh, Chief. Yes, uh, we we remember uh, uh, the the fight, and we even remember Lennox Lewis uh, coming to visit us uh, yeah. at our home sporting a blue t-shirt, uh, taking a picture with my grandfather. And uh, uh, some of us, as uh, uh, the grandchildren at the house, were very excited <laughs> to have someone like him. Uh, many of uh, us uh, had looked up to in terms of uh, uh, the boxing champions uh, of uh, those days. Uh, but I think uh, also my grandfather in that moment Truly showed that uh, the, the sport uh, wasn't only about winning. Mm. There were winners and there were losers. And at times uh, he had to be there also for the losers uh, to encourage them to continue the fight, to continue ensuring that uh, they never lose hope. Uh, you you hear him uh, uh, making a, a reference uh, uh, to uh, the uh, likes of uh, Muhammad Ali, yes. who actually. Uh, had uh, lost the title and came back to reclaim uh, the title on two occasions. So he has always uh, uh, not only confined it to uh, boxing, but he has been throughout his life been able to be there for uh, people that have uh, undergone serious challenges in their life and has uh, given his uh, uh, support to encourage them to continue in doing their work. President Bill Clinton, while he was going his own challenges uh, back in the U.S., Madiba was always there for him. He always picked up the phone and uh, gave support to him and said this storm will, too, uh, go past. And I think uh, uh, we, we, we have always uh, uh, appreciated that as uh, grandchildren to learn firsthand from someone like him. And um, do you think, uh, Chief, if it was not for the political situation in the country, would he have pursued a professional career in boxing? Did he have any ambitions to become a professional boxer? Oh, no. no. My <laughs> grandfather never had an ambition to be a professional boxer. He was just a disciplinarian that uh, loved to look after uh, himself and looked, out, looked after his body. Um, as I said earlier on, uh, if you read Long Walk to Freedom and the manner he describes uh, justice, yes. it is exactly how justice would have described him. 
there were very much uh, fanatics in their youth about sport and about looking after themselves. But uh, uh, training in itself instilled a high order of discipline uh, amongst them. And my grandfather regarded uh, uh, boxing as the ultimate uh, means uh, for himself to be able to uh, instill that discipline within himself. And uh, he was also be able to ready himself from the long walk to freedom that laid ahead. And in doing so, he had to always uh, keep in, in top shape. I mean, uh, he used to tell us stories about uh, driving out uh, of uh, Johannesburg and driving to Newcastle to go and brief uh, his president, uh, Chief Albert Dutuli. And then from there, he will receive a new mandate that he had to carry out throughout the country. Therefore, he would drive from Newcastle to Durban, from Durban to Mtata, East London, Port Elizabeth, Cape Town, and then right back to Bloemfontein and all the way back to Johannesburg. And for someone to be able to carry out such missions in those days, you had to be very uh, healthy, very fit, and uh, ensured that that training was what was able to keep him going. And he actually says in the book that I attended the gym for one and a half hours each evening from Monday through to Thursday. We did an hour of exercise, some combination of road work, skipping rope or shadow boxing, followed by 15 minutes of body work, some weightlifting and then sparring. And uh, we each took turns leading the training sessions in order to develop leadership, initiative and self-confidence. And I think that's what the chief is alluding to. As we wrap up now, chief, why do you think your grandfather believes so much that sport had the power to unite the nation? You know, uh, uh, at the time uh, my grandfather uh, was released and then in our transition uh, uh, into democracy, we underwent uh, serious uh, challenges. And uh, there were many massacres uh, that we were witnessing uh, in the turn of uh, 1990 to 1994. And uh, uh, at that time, we had uh, two big events that, uh, as South Africa, we uh, uh, participated in. Uh, one was the uh, uh, 1995 Rugby World Cup. Mm as well as uh, the uh, Africa Cup of Nations. And my grandfather has always uh, had particularly a passion for rugby, having grown up uh, in uh, uh, missionary schools, uh, also uh, having played rugby. Uh, and therefore, he rallied South Africans uh, behind uh, the Springboks and ensured that uh, we were able as a country to come together, no matter what our past had been, no matter what uh, uh, brutality we had experienced that was meted out by an oppressive apartheid regime against the majority, he ensured that we were able, through that 90 minutes or 80 minutes, uh, we were able to heal a nation. And it was remarkable even for us as a family that were so much distance from rugby. But every time the Springboks won a match, we became excited. We came closer and closer to the screen. And more and more uh, uh, South Africans came to uh, the games to witness every 
victory. And I think uh, uh, having won the Rugby World Cup has also won the Africa Cup of Nations. Uh, it was a remarkable moment for uh, South Africa and uh, our own nation building as well as reconciliation from a past that we had experienced. But my grandfather knew that uh, through sports, you could indeed unite the nation and be able to forge new beginnings for a brighter uh, future. Okay, wonderful stuff. Chief, we really appreciate the time that you've given us. I know you came out of a parliamentary session just to uh, speak to us and you've given us some wonderful insight and knowledge here about your grandfather's uh, passion for the sport of boxing and we really appreciate it. And as a sports show here on SAFM, we're going to try and keep it alive as much as we can. So thank you for having me and uh, please ensure that uh, you yourself and the entire SAFM uh, people are able to dedicate 67 minutes of your time in ensuring that we have a wonderful Mandela Day tomorrow. We'll definitely do that as SAFM. There's a question here on Twitter before you go. They want you to put a matter to rest and settle it for once and for all. Was your granddad an Orlando Pirates or Kaiser Chiefs fan? (laughs) (laughs) I've always told people a story about this question. My grandfather uh, sent me the first gift I ever received from him was a pair of soccer boots. And uh, they were Patrick Ewing uh, soccer boots. And in my birthday card that uh, was uh, enclosed uh, with uh, the soccer boots, he writes, uh, just down the road from our house is uh, Keza Mutawung, who owns Case uh, achieves. Please go to him and uh, ask you ask him to assist in developing your career further <laughs> in soccer. I always found that to be an interesting thing that Makima would see me as a potential player in Case achieves. In terms of soccer, that is the only input that he has ever made, and I wouldn't want to subscribe as to who Madiba uh, loved uh, most. Mm. But uh, the two giants out of Soweto, to both Orlando Pirates and Kaiser Chiefs, Madiba knew that they were a brand of a township he was able to build his first house at. And wow. they commanded millions of South Africans and therefore would have at any given moment associated his name with either team because of the many masses of our people that rallied behind these teams. That's an incredible story. Case closed then, Chief. Thank you very much for joining us on SAFM. Ingosi Zwelivelile Mandela. Ah, Talipunga.